everybody. Welcome to the Punch Bowl. It's William Rapillum. Welcome. Happy Friday night. Uh, it's uh, Friday, February 9th, 2024 already. Already February 9th, 2024. We're only like a month and a couple of weeks away from spring. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, I love that weather. It's coming. Summer's going to be here before you even know it. And uh, 2024 will be over. Uh, and hopefully we survive this year. We've got a lot going on. It's a lot of stuff I want to get up to. Or get through. Um, I wrote down uh, some of it, so I'm going to go over the uh, Putin Tucker interview a little bit. Uh, you know the Jews and their war with Iran, and their you know Chuck Schumer and the flipping the truth over, and another little interview he did on CNN. The saw posted. I don't actually didn't. I wasn't able to find. You know, you can't find anything when you search on Google. Uh, you can't find anything current if you look up stuff. Even if you look up, you know, Chuck Schumer. Uh, it's going to come up with like a link from 2021, you know, or something like that, right? It's it's just completely a uh, useless search engine, to be honest. So you're better off just going to BitChute or just go to the RBN uh, uh, movie slide. If you don't find something there that you want, suggest to us that we post it. So if you got something good, you want to put it on the newsreel, go ahead and do that. Meanwhile, please uh, go to republicbroadcasting.com dot org and hit the donate button if you can guys you know whatever you can whatever you can do um you know i'm still making my monthly donation no i don't have any income right now i don't have a job right now so uh uh please folks do what you can do what you can do and uh help the station keep going um we were in a pretty nasty predicament uh, a couple of weeks ago, hopefully um, everybody came through and was able to help the station get back into where people could start getting paid again and get, keep the station going. I know Mike's uh, operating on a shoestring and he's often not getting paid, so we uh, are very lucky to have Mike there, Julie, Frank, and Sam helping out. Um, and a lot of the time they're doing it just because they're doing it, they're not getting paid for it. So uh, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but yeah, thank you guys very much. Okay, so we're gonna go over Putin Tucker interview. Of course, uh, I found it. Uh, the whole thing, I've watched it all yet. Uh, I just watched like six minutes of it, and uh, so Tucker Carlson gives a little intro. I want to just play a little intro. Tucker Carlson, where he gives the synopsis. Um, so we'll do that. For, let me just go through what I got here. Yeah, we got Schumer, double-talking Jew, scumbag. And then I have a video uh, that I found, uh, Jimmy Dore, uh, interviewing Dennis Kucinich. And Jimmy Dore and uh, one, of Jim, one of the other guys on Jimmy Dore's show saying, so we need to just stop funding Israel, right? And, and Dennis Kucinich is very careful in how he answers this. He wants to make sure that he doesn't doesn't say he doesn't support Israel, but you know he d- differentiates between you know Israel and you know, supporting Israel and not supporting war, essentially, right? So it's an interesting conversation. Of course, you know he's part of the mainstream trying to run for president as an independent, and uh, he's. Uh, I mean, if he were to come out and start naming the Jews, uh, I guess we would think he was Fed posting, right? 
because he's way up there in the upper echelons. He can't exactly do that. Uh, but it was at least he's talking to these guys, right? Even though, you know, my gut flips over when people don't name the enemies. It's a really sick situation that we're in, right? And everybody's careful. Putin, you know, uh, some people say Putin's a Jew. Uh, you know, I was listening to the Dankoff report. I really like to listen to Mark Dankoff's show. And he had uh, Patrick Slattery on with him in the second half. He always gives a full packed show with lots and lots of information. Uh, it's kind of having an influence on me. You probably noticed me uh, trying to talk faster and pack more information into this show. Uh, yeah, so when I, when I see good advice, even though nobody's directly talking to me, I try to take it. So um, there's, the, there's the David Duke, Alex Jones interview. Probably won't get to that, but you know you can go find that on BitChute. Um, and the Supreme Court ruling that Colorado can't block Trump. So uh, uh, I was uh, not surprised, but surprised. I don't know. I don't know what to think the Supreme Court is going to do. It seems the Supreme Court is just a lawfare institution. Um, you know, after what they did on the border last week, uh, saying that the border is uh, not closable, that, that Texas has no right to defend its own border. Um, I guess the border is uh, considered to be federal jurisdiction. So Texas has no right to defend itself against the massive invasion that's coming in, says the Supreme Court, says Amy Comey Barrett, the supposed conservative. Right? It's disgusting. Oh, man, disgusting. So uh, there has to be some kind of common sense right there. So my attitude has just been, you know, F the Supreme Court. F the Supreme Court. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and play the beginning of the Putin-Tucker interview, Mike, and just Tucker's synopsis. We'll just give you a little taste. And, uh, yeah, it's two hours long, so... The following is an interview with the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, shot February 6, 2024, at about 7 p.m. in the building behind us, which is, of course, the Kremlin. The interview, as you will see if you watch it, is primarily about the war in progress, the war in Ukraine, how it started, what's happening, and most pressingly, how it might end. One note before you watch. At the beginning of the interview, we asked the most obvious question, which is, why did you do this? Did you feel a threat, an imminent physical threat? And that's your justification. And the answer we got shocked us. Putin went on for a very long time, probably half an hour, about the history of Russia going back to the 8th century. And honestly, we thought this was a filibustering technique and found it annoying and interrupted him several times. And he responded he was annoyed uh, by the interruption. But we concluded in the end, for what it's worth, that it was not a filibustering technique. There was no time limit on the interview. We ended it after more than two hours. Instead, what you're about to see seemed to us sincere, whether you agree with it or not. Vladimir Putin believes that Russia has a historic claim to parts of Western Ukraine. So our opinion would be to view it in that light as a sincere expression of what he thinks. And with that, here it is. All right. So, uh, yeah, interesting, right? So he, I'm really interested in going and actually paying very close attention to what uh, Vladimir Putin says about the history there in the half hour that he mentioned doesn't you know, I, I got through uh just like six minutes of it and he does start in with with, with some of the history 
and a lot of it's history that I don't know anything about. Um, Poland, you know, Russia, how, how Russia became fragmented, you know, centuries ago, like a thousand years ago, um, and how Europe had become fragmented as, as well. Uh, certain, um, uh, I don't know, I don't know what he was referring to exactly. But I know a thousand years ago, about that long ago, was when uh, Europe was dealing with the crusade, the crusades, or the crusades were dealing with uh, the um, Muslim uh, problem that the Jews had created uh, way back then, uh, bringing uh, uh, massive amount or assisting massive amounts of Muslims to come into Europe. That's my understanding of what happened in uh, in Europe with my limited uh, studies of, of this. I haven't gone into a deep dive on this. Um, just touched on it. But uh, that's not a surprise. That's what Jews do. Uh, you know, they go around and they subvert everybody's country, destroy it. Their power is dependent on uh, on destroying everybody else and destroying everybody else's country. Just definitely destroying any kind of sovereignty of anybody else's country. I hope some people wake up to this. You know, it's very disheartening when I come across people like I did last week that are so clueless that it's just, I mean, you can't even, I just, the person I spoke about last night on the show that I spoke to, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's somebody I met out and about. Some guy out there came up and started talking to me. I don't know, man. I was like, why is this person coming up and talking to me? kind of odd is this some kind of like uh, Hasbro troll <laughs> anyway but uh, I don't think that's what it was but um, when I tried to explain you know the geopolitical situation to this person uh, <laughs> there, there were all kinds of I mean it was like uh, you're trying to you're behind all kinds of security gates the person's brain is in lockdown. No clue that we already live in a communist country. No clue what it, even NATO even is. No clue. No clue about about the Jewish problem. God forbid he even got to that point. That uh, that that one was like the golden chalice in that guy's brain. The golden chalice. So. You know, if you're willing to uh, risk all the hazards, I don't know if you guys remember that that game Adventure from Atari from the early 1980s, but you remember that game? You would like be, I don't know what you were, a little, a little square. You were a little square, and you would move the square around, and there'd be a doorway, and you go through the doorway, and go through like catacombs. And then there'd be this dragon that like comes flying down out of the corner. And then the dragon had no, it had, it had no, there were no limitations on its space. It could just move across the catacombs like it was flying over the top of them. And you had to just book it and get out, out of, out of that room. And I think sometimes that, <laughs> sometimes that, that dinosaur or whatever it was, the thing would, uh, oh, it's a dragon. Sorry. Yeah. Dragon. Anyway, so. Before I get too lost and into that, because um, I did, I actually forgot what I was talking about. So there you go. So there's a Putin Tucker interview, and uh, there's some interesting history. Um, 
So why don't we jump over to the Schumer, Chuck Schumer interview. And if you guys, you know, get, get your, get your, your barf bag out. Okay. Cause it's going to be like listening to this guy. If you ate, you're going to want to throw up. It's a slimy, creepy Jew speaking and lying and justifying all kinds of the same old things. Uh, the same old genocide. Um, Let's go ahead and roll clip number, Mike. You've said that you worked very closely with Leader McConnell on this. This bill, now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets. Why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through? Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time, four months of arduous negotiations. They fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight saying we've got to keep going. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine... Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe and a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. If we all right, don't help stop. humanitarian aid... Let's stop for a second. Okay. All right, yeah. Before we even go any further with this rat, okay, you hear the Jew telling the Goyim... Oh, let's go. We got to go fight more wars for the Jews, Goyim. Or else, or else, or else it's going to be really bad for you. Remember uh remember that creepy Jew Ben Shapiro, the so-called conservative you know, that Elon Musk uh went over to Auschwitz, right? So he could go grovel. Oh, the Holocaust. Eh. And uh and how about uh that that, jo- that fake Josh Hawley the fake grilling of Alejandro uh, Mayorkas in in the Senate hearing, right? Uh, how about that one? So he he you know he, this this criminal this criminal what's his face uh, Alejandro Mayorkas Alejandro Myocarditis uh, the Department of the head of Department of Homeland Security. Uh, who previously was before, you know, in between his stint with with Obama and Biden, in between the stints there, he was a big wig at highest. The Hebrew International Aid Society, the main NGO that is funneling all of the immigrants uh, into America. So flooding the country with mass immigration, which Jews have been doing since at least the Hart Seller Act of 1965, when the two Jews, Emanuel Seller and uh, Jacob Javits, uh, finally pried the borders open. Finally, uh, they had their successful Jewish conquest of America. Another pillar in their successful Jewish conquest of America, of destroying American sovereignty, of uh, exterminating uh, the white population by, you know, miscegenation, mass immigration, promising, oh, it'll just be a little bit. It'll just be a little, little bit, right? That's what every manipulator does. Oh, no, no, just just a little bit. Just a little, little bit. <laughs> and here we are, 50 or 60, almost 60 years later. And look, we're, we're going to be a minority pretty soon. 
we were uh, 90% white, 90, 95% white at, uh, at the, uh, you know, in 1965, before that traitor Johnson, who also was a traitor and uh, covered up the USS Liberty, attack on the USS Liberty. By the way, um, if you didn't catch the interview that uh, Michael Gaddy did with uh, Stephen Douglas Whitener and Ron Kukal and Phil Turney of the USS Liberty survivors, if you didn't catch that, that happened, I think, last week. I think it was around last first part of last week. So just try to catch it. Look up Mike Gaddy or just look up Ron Kukal, K-U-K-A-L. It's three hours. It's a fantastic interview. Uh, shoot. I went off on a tangent. Where was I? Mike, where was I? Do, do, <laughs> I was talking about uh, jumping from one thing to the other. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah, so does Schumer uh, referring to uh, us, Goyam, go fight more wars for us. Let's continue that that video. Where it was. We'll go on and on and on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. And the border, everyone has said it's chaos. Ah, A speaker, stop. You just stop. Stop. Oh, I mean, oh, if we don't help the poor Palestinians? Oh, really? Okay, so you're you're over there. We need to bomb. We need to bomb, bomb, pal. You know, we need to bomb Gaza. We need to destroy. You know, I mean, he's just as much of a psychopath as these other IDF members are that are over there. That Benjamin Netanyahu is. Uh, I just I didn't get it ready, but I did have a video. You probably have seen the video where Chuck Schumer is saying, "I'm your man, Eretz Israel." All right, we're up against the break. Be right back with more. Stick around. Tehebo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. 
Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Health Simple with Kalwara Shilaji. Fact bit number three. Shilaji is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shilaji is the singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yoga vaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilaji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rates. One of the best applications for Shilaji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture and foodstuff. Simply put, Shilaji makes other substances more effective. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. So, got some uh, Led Zeppelin, old Led Zeppelin tunes. I, I forgot these tunes. They're from high school, you know. Um, Led Zeppelin three. That's Le- that's physical graffiti. Oh no, that's not physical graffiti. That I I don't remember which. I think that's on. I think that's on Led Zeppelin four. I, I <laughs> it's either on four or physical graffiti. I can't remember. But uh, that's that's a song called Brawny R, and it's a song like about the you know a view of somewhere in England, like a hill or something. I don't exactly what the, the Jimmy Page wrote it. Anyway, so the first song that came on there was uh, Hats Off to Roy Harper. It's slide guitar. It's pretty pretty cool. Uh, I just hadn't thought about these songs, you know. Um, it just came across my radar this week. So I'll pop in a couple more and uh, I don't play them the stuff you heard if you just listen to the radio stuff. Uh, a lot of you already know all the Led Zeppelin because you guys are pretty based. So, um, and barring the fact that Jimmy Page was a, <laughs> a a student of Aleister Crowley, or he bought Aleister Crowley's house and possibly a Satanist himself, I think he was 
you know, I, I don't know. I don't like to start rumors, but I've heard this from more than one source. Anyway, uh, okay. So let, let's get back to this real quick. I want to. I want to play this. Um, we'll play this. Uh, this clip from Trump. Okay, Trump actually, and then I'm going to play some analysis because I want to do something bigger than this. We're going to let Trump is the, the two well, a minute and fifty seconds. He's uh, discusses a Supreme Court case. This is from Dinesh D'Souza's Bitchute channel. I didn't look up D- Dinesh D'Souza. I'm not really following him, but um, I just looked for Trump and Supreme Court. So I wanted to see what was going on there. So this came up. Let's play this clip, and then we're going to – I'm going to go back to last night's uh, interview. Last night we were looking for where uh, Colonel uh, 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 McGregor, okay, um, Douglas McGregor, Talking to uh, oh, the guy's name Morris Philip. Oh, I forgot. I, I had his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll get it in a minute. But uh, and he's basically talking about how Trump kept us out of war with Iran in his first term, and it's pretty good analysis. So um, let's go ahead and play this clip. Trump here. Rich Iran. Iran was broke when I left. They had no money to give to Hamas. They had no money to give to Hezbollah. And now they they have 200 billion. Plus, as you probably know, people don't like to admit it, they certainly control Iraq. And Iraq has another 300 billion. So you have a very very rich group of of countries. And uh, as you know, Iraq should have never happened. That was a balance against Iran. And we blew out the balance. And now Iran has essentially Iraq. And Iraq doesn't like saying that, but that's the way it is. And uh, it's a shame. The world is in tremendous danger. We're in danger of possibly a World War III. And we have a man who's absolutely the worst president in the history of our country. Can't put two sentences together. He's not going to be able to negotiate with Putin or Xi or Kim Jong-un, North Korea. Not going to be able to negotiate with anybody. All he knows how to do is drop bombs all over the place, meaningless bombs, except they kill a lot of people. Cost a lot of money. Every time you see a bomb, it's another million dollars. And it actually sets us back. We have peace through strength. This should not be happening. The Middle East is blowing up. It's blowing up. And a lot of people are being killed, and it's so unnecessary. So I just say that uh, in watching the Supreme Court today, I thought it was very, it's a very beautiful process. I hope that democracy in this country will continue. because right now we have a very, very tough situation with all of the radical left ideas, with the weaponization of uh, politics. They weaponized it like it's never been weaponized before. It's totally illegal, but they do it anyway. And it has to stop. Okay, there we go. So, Mike, let's go ahead and play uh, the clip, uh, the interview with Colonel Douglas McGregor. And uh, the other guy's name is, hang on one second. Hold on a second here. The guy's name is uh, Clayton Morris. That's right, okay. So it's on the If Americans New site. We talked about it last night. We played a clip out of it. But I went back and I found the clip we were talking about yesterday. Want to start that one, Mike, at 358, please? Well, that tells me that these are Shiite Arabs, militias. Why? Because they don't have the most modern technology that Iran has. So you're watching Arabs in Yemen, Arabs in South Lebanon, Arabs in Iraq, 
Arabs everywhere to the extent that they can striking at the Israelis because of Gaza. That's all. That's what this is about. And we're trying to turn it into something else and, and create a Kazakh belly for okay. war with Iran. God. All right. All right, we'll continue after the break. Be right back. Didn't have to make me a total disgrace. Didn't have to leave me with that beer in my face. Hey, hey, mama, what's the matter here? Uh, that's all right. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call one 877 928-8822 or visit extendivite.com that's x-t-e-n-d-o-v-i-t-e dot com extend your life with my name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10.
we are back again. Okay. So that was Bronny R. Stomp. That's off of the uh, Led Zeppelin 3 album. Okay. So um, here we are back again. And uh, we were playing the video, uh, uh, the interview of uh, Clayton Morris and Douglas MacArthur, Colonel Douglas MacArthur, former senior advisor to the CIA, to the U.S. Department of Defense. Uh, Secretary of Defense. So, I think in the Bush administration. So, um, let's go ahead and keep rolling that. And by the way, oh, oh, by the way, one one note. I'm 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 playing this clip because this relates to Trump's speech and um, what Trump is saying about uh, you know going to war with you know call you know basically calling oh Iran is a threat and oh we're not projecting enough strength and stuff so. Because I want to com- comment on this, and then and then let's put in what this senior advisor expert that's on If Americans Knew, who I think is credible, very credible, this guy. So let's go ahead. ...of Gaza, that's all. That's what this is about. And we're trying to turn it into something else and, and create a casus belli for a war with Iran. Gosh, that's been happening repeatedly. The only thing that stopped it the last time in 2019 was that Donald Trump said no. He was ambushed. He was ambushed by the CENTCOM commander, by Pompeo in the State Department, and Bolton, who was a national security advisor, presented with a fait accompli. They already had the strike packages identified and set up. This is our big moment. We're going to attack Iran. And Donald Trump said no. He said, first of all, they shot down an unmanned aerial vehicle, in other words, a global hawk, and that was riding right along the edge of the air, identific- air defense identification zone, what we call the ADIS. And under international law, if you put a military ISR aircraft right along the edge of the ADIS, we have an ADIS, everybody does, everybody has an air uh, identification zone, then under the international law, the country that is under surveillance has the right to shoot it down, unless you've informed that country that you are not a threat. Well, we didn't do that. It was a setup. There was that people knew that the Iranians would shoot this down, which they had every right to do. And then Donald Trump said, well, how many people are we going to kill as a result of this strike? And they said, well, it could be 500, could be 800. And of course, he said, well, they didn't kill any Americans. This was unmanned. And finally, the key question was, well, what happens after the strike? Well, you get a war with Iran. And, you know, and he said, well, I'm not sure we want that. That's not a good idea. So he avoided the apocalypse, okay, as far as Iran is concerned and we're concerned. Well, now we have this man, Biden. He's an altogether different personality. And I think in his own deranged mind, he is a playing field marshal. And he's got everybody presenting him with all these options. And you have this chorus of people on the Hill. You have enormous numbers of wealthy, powerful donors. Okay. They're calling the White House. We're good. We're good. Yeah, yeah, we can go on with it. It's really good content. We got the uh, posted up on the um, up on the newsreel. The whole thing. It's about fifteen minutes long, so please catch that. The whole the whole thing. It's very very good. So um, yeah. So look, uh, got it to Trump's credit here. Okay, um, and what he's saying, it, it, unless this advisor, what he's saying is 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 not true, which I I don't think that's the case. Um, it sounded like when, the, I mean, wh- what did he say? It was pretty huge. I mean, he, he, he stopped, uh, 
the neocons, you know, the Jews, okay, I always speak about the Jews because the United States is a vassal state of the Jews, okay? All this crap that's going on, we would not be overdoing this, any of this stuff, trying to start a war with Iran if it weren't for the Jews. So it's a Jewish war, so it's proper and absolutely appropriate as as schismatically heretical as it may be uh, to just say the Jews when we're talking about who's trying to do all this stuff. So the Jews were trying to bomb Iran after the Jews sent a drone on the ADIS, on the ADIS, on the Air Defense uh, Identification Zone of Iran, which is basically, uh, put you, you're not supposed to do that. It's a, clearly it's one of those things. So uh, the Jews were provoking Iran so that the Jews could bomb Iran and kill people. Because that's what the Jews do. It's disgusting, and people need to start naming the Jews, okay? Because it's a Jewish thing, okay? It isn't a Zionist thing, okay? If it was just a Zionist problem and the Jews or the rest of it's fine, then we wouldn't have Bolshevism, would we? It isn't just Zionism, is it? There's a dialectic going. And quite frankly, the, they all support the same stuff. They, they create a, a, a thing where it's like, oh, well, you have this leftist Jews and these right-wing Jews that want to go and bomb Iran. You have these leftist Jews that are protesting what's happening in Gaza while well, they're leading all the protests. They're controlling the opposition. Right? Because they can't appear to be unified against this. And maybe there are a lot of them that, that truly aren't. Okay? But if you ask them, well, 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 okay, so do you believe in the Holocaust? It's like, this Holocaust, this so-called Holocaust that they keep throwing up, that Alejandro Mayorkas, the Bolshevik Jew that's the head of our Department of Homeland Security, that is, I regard borders wide open, absolutely at war with white America. Okay? This, this Bolshevik Jew... If you he throw if you try to make, hold him accountable for his crimes, okay, he's going to say my family was in the Holocaust and the conversation's over, Josh Hawley, because because Holocaust, anti-Semitism, Holocaust conversation's over. You can't come after me for anything, and I'm just so disgusted. I got to get this clip, play it for you guys. Do we have enough time? All right, I'm, we're going to take the next break. Uh, we are going to take it, and I'm going to go and get this clip and cue it up for you, Alejandro Mayorkas. If you guys want to call in, uh, 512-248-8252, 512-248-8252, or 800-313-9443. So call in if you got comments on it. If you want to, what do you think about, uh, you know, Trump? So Trump in this, this video, he's trying to project strength and saying nobody can negotiate. I mean, obviously these guys have to, you know, Dennis Kucinich and, oh, I could play this Dennis Kucinich uh, interview. This is really interesting with Jimmy Dore, okay? Jimmy Dore, kind of a mainstream guy, but he's sort of, you know, he's calling out Israel. And uh, you know, Jimmy Dore, the, the comedian. Um Actually, Mike Sledge actually was the person who, uh, entered, you know, first uh, 
brought Jimmy Dore to my attention uh, a year or so ago. Um, anyway, so it was interesting to come across that video, Dennis Kucinich. I mean, I was never on my radar, but um, but yeah, if you go see, if you go look at that, watch that video. It's about eight minutes long. I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but uh, I'll play a little bit of it. I got a couple more clips I want to play. So, what do you guys think uh, about this uh, Trump? You know, um, he's proje- trying to project strength and talk. I mean, he sort of talks a lot more sensibly than this this you know piece of garbage trash that's in the White House. You know, uh, even if like say you know you're really black pilled, Trump. You know, they they they're planning on putting Trump in the office so that it, it siphons off a lot of our our you know. We feel, you know, those of us who see our country um, on the process of going down the drain right now. It's already going down the drain. It's already been flushed down the drain in a, a huge way. I, I, have we reached the singularity yet? Um, I guess that's the question, right? Well, so there's many of us black pilled. You know, Trump's part of it. They're going to just, you know, he wouldn't be able to get in there if uh, it weren't for Jewish donors and the Jews wanting him to be the next president now. Um, Because some of the arguments are because he's going to be the wartime president. Well, I don't know. This uh, this interview of of Douglas McGregor here, what he just said now, uh, what, what actually happened Back in his last term, when the Jews were saying, "Okay, it's time for it's time for us to bomb Iran," and freaking lizard people, you know, let's go bomb Iran and kill all these people. Lizards. I mean, they're serpents. They're serpents. They're demons. I mean, disgust. I mean, that they do this stuff, right? Look what they've done. How could you call them anything else? What they are. All right, so we got Joe in Florida. Joe, how you doing? Hey, William, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Hey, great content tonight. These are some great clips. Thank you. <laughs> oh, sure, thanks. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, is this uh, Chuck Schumer? You know, I think we should have officially change his title. He's not a senator. He's the chief rabbi. He's the chief rabbi of the Amer- of the United States, and we count on a him. Porn right? hub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The owner of Pornhub is a rabbi. Um, no, this perfidious parasite gets on there and has the nerve to throw in, oh, we've got to send aid to Palestinians. At the same time, that bill <laughs> puts almost $15 billion to drop more bombs on Palestinian babies, the satanic yeah. Jewish mass murderer Netanyahu doesn't have enough money to murder uh, Palestinian babies? Outrageous. But the other thing I would say, this is the Trump thing. Okay, so here's my thing. You know, uh, I have to say, I am very now cautiously, I mean, I think I'm with most listeners of RBM. We kind of felt like, uh, I don't know, buyer's remorse. I mean, I, there was a period of a Trump where we felt like, ah. But, you know, I would say that I'm getting cautiously optimistic, and it has exactly to do with what you're talking about. 
Trump, whatever else he is, and I don't agree with him on everything, but whatever else he is, he is actually essentially an anti-war candidate. He's an anti-war president. And, you know, his, uh, his way of talking about why he's against war is strange to me. You know, he says, uh, like in that reference where he says, oh, it costs a million dollars, right, okay, for dropping bombs, right. You know, to me, it's a moral question. I'm not a pacifist. If we were attacked in a war, the United States, the United States does not need approval from anybody to attack a country and fight. But uh, mostly it's a moral question, especially in this case with Israel, right? Um, so that's the reason why I, I think it's you're zeroing in on a really important point, which is that Trump is essentially anti-war. If there's no other issue that you care about only that one you you know you're you we're basically going to have to get him back in and and in the history that you talk about you reminded me so in 2016 how assured were they that we had hillary clinton as our president i mean i remember it was this they were picking out the drapes in the in the in the oval office right and who was it I learned this from Dr. Patrick Slattery. Who was it they were lining up to be the Secretary of State? The evil Hillary had her choice for Secretary of State. It was none other than Ms. Victoria Newland. Oh, of course. So we, so we know that this war, which is now just about to go to World War III, this would have happened five years ago. So on that reason alone, you have to understand that Donald Trump probably saved millions of lives. I mean, I don't know if we go into World War III. It seems like it to me, right? Because they're cooking up this scheme where, like uh, Kramer Greger was saying, you know, it's, it, they're being... They're being triggered into it, and they're pretending that they're, you know, it's like, oh, no, we're, we're not retaliating against the Houthis, right? But it's obvious that's what they're doing. They're setting up a fake situation where it all of a sudden, oops, we're in World War III. How did that happen, right? But if for that reason alone, Donald Trump probably saved millions of lives by delaying the war uh, for four or five years. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if that was all not just a big ruse or whatever, um, which I'd kind of be hard-pressed to think it was. Do you think that they planned that whole thing out? I don't know. I, I doubt it. Um, I think they really wanted to go to war, and they wanted him to take us to war. I mean, he was uh, balking at war in other arenas, like in Syria, right, where he fired some missiles off into an empty warehouse. Um, right, you know, right. Remember all that yeah. stuff going on in 2018, 2017 with with Syria and sure. you know, the white helmets. Exactly, exactly. Well, I don't want to come off as a total, uh, uh, you know, not one of these Trump tards, but I will say that some of the signs are good. Like, for instance, at the start of this campaign, uh, I, I haven't heard a word of it lately, but it, for some reason there was a word went down well, that Ivanka and Jared are going to have absolutely nothing to do with this campaign. And it seems to be coming True, right? I'm not saying that there's not going to be Jewish influence on Trump. You know, that's part of the picture. I understand that. But I think this core instinct of his is that he doesn't think, and maybe, is it an economic thing? Maybe he doesn't like war because it costs too much money? Hey, listen, more power to him. Anybody that will stop what I think to be our coming world war uh, is someone we need in the office. Um you know, he, he is, uh, again, I, I'm not, I have disagreements, 
you know, the vaccine thing, and I actually, yeah, these, these uh, dropping bombs on Syria, killing Soleimani, which was an outrage. But in the big picture, I mean, if he's a real interwar candidate, I think he really is. I think that that can only be a good sign. All right, well, Joe, hey, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, I uh, appreciate your input. As, as always, we're up against the break. Thanks right a lot. back. All right. Talk to you later. going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure! And the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Seraphine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Truck load of cattle, sent off to slaughter 
All right. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Ah, I, I can't finish the I can't finish the songs. I don't have enough time. So, Mike, let's go ahead and play this clip. So, li- no, wait, wait, one second. Republicans refused to impeach uh, Alejandro Mayorkas after Jewish groups called the attempt anti-Semitic. So, four Republicans uh, one, uh, didn't. You know, it was like a twenty two hundred sixteen to two hundred fourteen vote. It was by it was two or something like that. Um, and so, four Republicans uh, didn't vote to impeach this piece of crap. All right, this garbage, this enemy of our of our country, you know, this absolute enemy, this Jew. Okay, Tom McClintock of California, Ken Buck of Colorado, Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin, Blake Moore of Utah. All right, so let's let's see, and then then the Jew, of course, throws up Holocaust, and then the conversation ends, and he doesn't have to take responsibility for his crimes. Go ahead, Mike. Really, but they can't even vote to impeach him. Holly, why is the border open? Americus, my family was in the Holocaust, and you're being anti-Semitic. Be quiet. Here's this clip now. Take a look. Mr. Secretary, I think that your performance is despicable, and I think the fact that you are not willing to provide answers to this committee is absolutely atrocious. Mr. Chairman, may I? Like, if you'd like to have a, a minute to respond, you will. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'll limit it to 60 seconds. That's fine. Number one, uh, what I found despicable is the implication uh, that uh, this language, tremendously odious, um, uh, actually could be emblematic of the sentiments of the 260,000 men and women of the Department of Homeland Security, number one. Number two, uh, Senator Hawley takes an adversarial approach to me in this question, and perhaps he doesn't know my own background. Perhaps he does not know that I Here am a child go. of a Holocaust survivor. Perhaps he does not know that my mother lost almost all her family. What the heck? At the hands of the Nazis. And so I find his adversarial tone to be entirely misplaced. I find it to be disrespectful of me and my heritage. And I do not expect an apology. But I did want to say what I just articulated. Thank you. Mr. Sean. How about how about how about our heritage, right? How about the heritage that you're destroying by flooding our country with the unlimited migration uh, immigrants from across the border, destroying us, right? Right? This narcissistic psychopath Jew, okay? That just that's what this Jewish race is—a narcissistic psychopathic race. Uh, I'm, that, that is not hyperbole. That is not an exaggeration. That's just the truth. Go research it. I think we're close to the end of the show, folks. Perhaps he does not know that I am the child of a Holocaust survivor. Perhaps he does not know that my mother lost almost all her family. Talk to you later.
here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3dbunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3dbunkers.com for more details or visit 3dbunkers.com. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.